0: beards watch podcast episode 243 Number one podcast recorded in the basement still hitting the zoom but our last podcast in the month of march 2021 duval how you doing
1: doing pretty good man i can't complain man this month went by fast and you see march madness is just as crazy as ever um even though i've been enjoying the women's really good men's not as much but women's been really really interesting. now but uh I'm here. If you're looking for me, Rod versus Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall. On
0: and I will sell Duvall out for a little bit. He was over here on Saturday. We were having a little a little beer cart fun, hanging out, and he uh, fell asleep mid sentence in the middle of the in in his in the recliner. So we decided to do a beer cart with the controller on his lap while he was passed out asleep. So he finished fourth, but it was just funny to do a beer cart the whole time while Duvall was asleep. So. Look hey,
2: we would have been there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I woke up like I didn't go to sleep. I was like, I wasn't asleep. I was like, no, <laughs> was like we did everything. Went, and I was like, oh. Went God. in
2: and
3: out of it, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Duvall, did you do your Twitter and Instagram? Did I miss that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, my bad, my yeah. bad. It's been yeah. one of them Tuesdays, one of them random Tuesdays. Hey, hey,
1: I know. I've been there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. For me, it's on, uh, Twitter and Facebook, or Twitter and Instagram is uh, JRO Nation, the Beers Watch podcast on Facebook. You can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And then, of course, our YouTube, as I mentioned. Beerio Cards, brewery Reviews, Reaction Videos, all that good stuff. They see me rolling, so subscribe to that as well. So, our guests this evening have been on two podcasts previous before. Their first time, they were on episode 115 here in the basement, which is back in August fourteenth, 2018. And the second time was episode 156, which was back... In June eleventh, twenty nineteen, and they actually were our guinea pigs for the birio cart, taping it. They were the first ones to join us in a birio cart, and that was a good little time there. So also
3: the worst players. What's hey? No, no,
0: it's. I don't think you were far from the worst, but it was definitely entertaining. I appreciate y'all helping us with that. We are, as I said earlier, we're still we're, we're doing from Zoom. I think it helps out, you know, when so don't people not to get all the way over here in Charlotte. So. Bailey Andy whoever wants to start first how you got we'll go with Andy since she was here about 30 seconds before Bailey so Andy. And she's
4: usually early.
0: <laughs> Andy how you doing I was
4: say, Good how are, I'm doing good um, just same old same old but well getting through.
0: not really the same old same old the last time we talked to you you were engaged now you um, are yeah. married. So it's
4: it's so long ago already. I know it's
0: well. It was June of 2019, and I think you were planning on getting married at the end of that year, or maybe early 2020, correct? And then Corona hit. Yeah,
4: yeah. So we were supposed to get married April um, 18th. Or 18th. It was 18th. Yeah, April 18th. um, of 2020 but we ended up postponing it um till June 26 and we went through with it yeah. on June 26. Um but yeah just what an experience I would yeah. have to say. <laughs> it was a bit crazy but you know um that's life. Yeah. Uh, it, you know we made it through. It was a good day, actually a great day, yeah. you know. Um and I, I don't think that we would take it back but i don't think i would plan a wedding in the virus or during a coronavirus fair enough
2: i
0: don't think anybody was still alive during the last pandemic to try to like help people coax through planning a pandemic wedding so yeah you know congrats on getting that done first off how was the wedding in itself and then you know how has it been these last what, what we got eight nine months you guys been married
4: yeah nine months coming up um the wedding was great it was perfect we got to go straight to a honeymoon which was like magical of course um which i mean you know we didn't know if we were going to be able to do that with the virus and traveling and all that so um you know we were as safe as we could um our our venue required certain people to be outside so we really ended up turning it into a party outside (laughs) rather than indoors but it was perfect beautiful day um It was in the mountains, so it was like perfect weather. Um, I really can't say, I can keep describing perfect, perfect. I mean, that's (laughs) really how it was. Um, It was a great day. Uh, But now that we're married, it's the same old, same old. We were already living together before, so (laughs) not much has changed. Um, We did add a new um, addition to our family, a little puppy. So we've had him since Christmas, um, this past Christmas, so we're getting through with that but yeah other than that we're just married and living life
0: <laughs> okay good 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 if people wanted to find you on social media how would you be found
4: uh on facebook it's just andy Foss now f-o-s-s and same with instagram it's andy Foss, so a-n-d-i-e f-o-s-s all right now, and I don't think I'm on Twitter on it anymore. I don't know. I think I you're on I'm it,
0: but it. you just yeah, you just don't post anymore. So no worries yeah. there. So now getting to Bailey, Bailey last time was obviously living with her sweet thing, but then within the past month, two months, is now engaged, big news yeah. there. So yeah. congrats to you on that.
2: Thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: So how are you with it, you know, what was that a 8 to 10 month difference between Andy's wedding and you getting engaged?
3: Yeah, pretty much. It was sooner than I expected at this point. I was starting to give up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I'm not even going to try anymore. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so Andy got married in June, and he proposed March
4: 6th.
0: Okay. Oh, okay, so just a couple weeks. Yes, it's been about three
4: weeks. Right. Yeah, but let me add, she has it all planned, pretty much. Yeah, already. everything's okay. already done. And so,
0: planned. so give <laughs> us, give us the quick and dirty of plan. What's the the, the, the easy when you getting married? What you doing? All that kind of stuff.
3: Uh, November sixth at a new venue in Mooresville called Splendor Pond Flower Farm. Nice. Um, I bought my dress this past weekend. Um, we already booked photographer and video. <laughs> um, pretty much everything except for catering is done. Nice. But I just wanted to get it planned, especially with the distillery. We're planning to open a cocktail space. Mm -hmm. Once we can get all the construction done, I was like, I don't want to be wrapped up in wedding planning in the midst of trying to open and run a bar. So if I just get it done and make all the decisions now, then I can't really second-guess myself later either. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be done.
0: Now, as you said, you'd given up on it. What is is that North Carolina law where if you live with somebody for, what, eight years? It's common law. Common law.
2: Seven years. So where where
0: are you coming up on that?
3: We have been living together for three years okay. as of the past December.
0: okay, so not too you, you a little <laughs> less than halfway.
3: yeah, I wasn't too far. even his parents said at this point we're all just hoping for common law
0: so <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were surprised
3: uh, yeah, well, he proposed on his birthday, so of all oh. days that I would think it would happen, it definitely was not his birthday. <laughs> Uh, So he was like, well, I needed to do it on a day you wouldn't suspect. And I was like, well, that would be the day. Nice,
0: nice. (laughs) So where can you be found on social medias if you want to be found?
3: Um, I am Bailey Setzer on Instagram and Twitter, which I'm rarely on, but I do retweet some bachelor tweets sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm I'm Bailey Setzer on Facebook too.
0: Okay. All right. So let's get into it. You know, obviously, last time we talked to you guys was, wait, no one ever thought a pandemic was coming. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic hit at about this time last year. And you guys with a small business up and coming, I know that was almost devastating. What was kind of the initial thoughts when it hit? And then I know you guys pivoted to hand sanitizer. So talk us through that process, whoever wants to go first. You know, be our
4: guess. I okay, well, hate <laughs> I saw that nod. <laughs> I got it. Um, well, we so we when the you know the pandemic hit. Of course, I'm planning a wedding, which is yeah. like already we're already kind of like, oh no, you know this is getting busy. You know the story is picking up. We were in the midst of talking about building a cocktail space. We had already gotten like the framing up, but you know not not much more past that. Um, and the pandemic hit and we kind of, I mean, the same with, I feel like every business and, you know, anywhere kind of just like stopped, you yeah, know, just time, stand yeah. still for like two weeks because we really just didn't know, you know, we didn't know where to go, what to do um, or any of that. And we kept, we were seeing some of our like mutual friends in the industry making hand sanitizer and, you know, we brought it up in conversation. We were like, I feel like this is what we need to do for our community because Tower County is tiny. I mean, it's not a big place. And, and we knew that, like, I mean, we couldn't even go to a, you know, CVS and find hand sanitizer, you know, it was, was, you know, everybody, nobody could find it, but um, we were starting to get a lot of phone calls too. Yeah. And we knew that we needed to help. So we just really decided to kind of switch the entire production over to hand sanitizer and focus really hard on that. And we're so glad we did because one, it helped keep the business afloat um, (laughs) with, you know, money, but, and all, and, and we, it was like, we got our name out there to, some people were pulling in like, we didn't even know you existed or like you were here or any of that, Um, so that helped. But then like, just honestly, we, we feel, I, I feel, I mean, I can't talk for all of us, but I feel like I can, we all feel so grateful that we were able to do that for our community. Like it was such a, it's such a cool thing to like, feel that you're helping out in some way that you didn't ever think you know (laughs) rather than getting people intoxicated (laughs) you're actually able to help them like stay alive and healthy and
2: clean so
0: what what was that kind of like quick thought process between you guys i know you run most of the business like when did you kind of like how in the pandemic was it two weeks three weeks when you were like hey Let's do it. Did Bailey, did you bring it up to Andy or did you just kinda of come together like hey We
3: all kind of came in and all of us, it was like on the same day, kind of said, Have you heard about this hand sanitizer stuff? Let's look more into this. The first stuff we looked at, we didn't think that we had the correct license to do it based on our like tax structure for the distillery. And so we kept doing more research and then we started seeing other North Carolina distilleries start to do it, which was probably week two. We were like, Okay maybe we'll reach out to some of them and see how they're getting around this. Do they have the industrial um, certification? You know, are they registered with the FDA? How does this go? What, what are we going to be penalized in the future for doing this? Um, and then the federal government passed an exemption within that time of us reaching out. It felt, it felt like it went fast, but I want to say it was probably three or four weeks before we actually started our production. And that they passed an exemption that allowed us to make hand sanitizer as craft distillers. Um, where we didn't have all the penalties of taxes for making industrial alcohol. We had to follow specific formulas based on the WHO guidelines um, and that kind of thing. And then there was another craft distiller out in, I want to say, Colorado or somewhere out west that put a whole website up for formulations to make it to the alcohol percentage. You wanted to know how much hydrogen peroxide and glycerin to buy. And a lot of local chemical companies started working with distilleries to make sure that they had enough to make high enough gravity hand sanitizer to actually kill the virus. Um, so we, we, we pivoted faster than I think we felt like we did because we held off a little bit just out of concern for if, could we lose our license over this? You know, can we afford to do it? Are we, you know, can we charge for it? That kind of thing. Basically, we ended up being able to consolidate our prices to keep everything low enough for the customers to buy that allowed us to buy more product to make more hand sanitizer. Um, so in the end, it did help us make enough profit to keep the lights on, but it was kind of a whole whirlwind of difference from going from making whiskey, which smells delicious, yeah. <laughs> and drinking cool. and that you're making high-gravity whiskey, and the next thing you know, you're mixing it with hydrogen peroxide yeah. and glycerin. Like, That's not quite the
1: same. Yeah. So That for- was going to kind of be my question. So, like, I mean, what was it as far as making it? Because, of course, you're going from making one thing to making something totally different. So how was that as far as, like, the timetable of making it, and then when people were buying hand sanitizer, was it still beneficial so they grab hand sanitizer and grab a bottle of whiskey? So was it kind of like what they were doing, or how was that?
3: Yeah, so we set up, like, drive-through curbside service under a tent outside, so it was all open air. We'd wear gloves and that kind of thing, and we had the hand sanitizer. We make it exactly like the whiskey. Honestly, it's faster to market because it doesn't have to go into a barrel, so we were making batches in four or five days, you know, from mash to distillation, to mixing. We even part-time hired a couple of kids before we knew about masks and how bad it was to help us bottle some stuff. Um, people that we knew family friends and because we didn't know we, we all we knew was that we were running out every day. Yeah. <laughs> so we really ramped up production and then we set up our whiskeys on the table as well. Um, in addition to, we started carrying masks from uh, United glove in Newton, um, to also offer for people because they don't have a storefront. Um, so we tried to keep as much product available, whether it was hand sanitizer, whiskey, or even some of our merchandise we had people ask to buy through the drive through service, which was pretty cool.
0: What was the switchover like? Does it take a whole different – it's the same still, but can you still make your booze at the same time as you can make hand sanitizer, or does that kind of shut that one still down while it's going for hand sanitizer?
3: so making the hand sanitizer we make a base alcohol from it's a grain alcohol basically we make a high proof vodka yeah so we make it as high proof as we can without any we try to strip all the flavor smell all that out of it um we were running about 170 to 180 proof off the still which is basically the same thing as making a vodka before it's watered down to the bottle proof yeah um so then we just moved it into totes and dedicated two specific totes for hand sanitizer mixing so that we knew in the future those can't be used until they're thoroughly cleaned for anything else. Um, So we use those pretty, and we were running four days a week. I mean, so we were, we made like, I think 200 gallons the first week. We started working like seven days a week. We would just try to get out as much as we could, as fast as we could. We tried to get it to first responders in the area because they didn't have any. Um, And we actually donated everything to first responders with people's donations as they were coming to buy their own hand sanitizer.
0: So do you think this will be something that you'll still do on the side as things lighten up to like, you know, have have a little hand sanitizer, have a little whiskey? Or is this kind of like you'll phase it out as, you know, Corona corona kind of, you know, everyone gets vaccinated, kind of goes to the back burner, per se?
4: So um, we technically can't produce like like she was saying earlier, you have to technically be an industrial, you have an industrial license rather than like a dist- distillation license um, through the federal government. So we can't technically produce it anymore. Okay. Um, we can continue to sell it just because they know that we've already produced it and like we've already paid, you know, paid tax and stuff on it. Um, but we can't make it anymore. But we have a ton still left over. So I mean, we'll continue to sell it as long as people come and buy it and purchase it. Um, but we're not going to continue to make it just because of the way that the be parts and, of our minds. And, yeah,
0: so it, and, it as would as it wouldn't so. be so they lifted that during the pandemic to where you could. Yeah. And then obviously when did they decide to lower that back down to where you had to be official to do it?
4: I think it was in December, this past right? December, yeah. Okay. Um I think it was the end of December. You're just not supposed to produce it anymore. Now, although we could turn around and go back and get our industrial license and continue to put uh you know, make it, but, but the taxes is not enough the FDA up, Alone are there's support. not enough demand for it right now. And yeah. we can't make it as cheap as curable <laughs> can. Unfortunately, so um, <laughs> it's just kind of easier just to focus on whiskey <laughs> than, oh. um, than pan sanitizer. Okay.
0: So you've got plenty of that left. Now you're pivoting <laughs> back to your main bread and butter that you guys wanted to do for years and years. How has been that transition process as it's gone you know, through this pandemic? I know small businesses, Duvall knows firsthand, he's kind of a loan officer for a lot of small businesses at Bank of America. How has that been? Andy's getting married, Bailey just gets proposed to, like (laughs) on top of personal life, now it's like, okay, hand sanitizer, cut the lights on, but now we got to ramp back up and make sure we can get this thing, you know, we can do more than the lights on. So how was all that kind of process and what's next?
3: So right now we have halted production a lot for the sole fact that we're trying to get the cocktail space open so a lot of our funds as well as our time and energy are going into our tasting room and cocktail space um we have done a couple of bourbon runs um we had a couple barrels fall apart on us so now we've got to get some barrels in (laughs) um which is kind of stressful because barrels can be expensive and you know so is bottling product and um we're also working on some new marketing campaigns on the side of things with a couple of local companies to kind of revamp some things, you know, as we bring the cocktail bar to, to everyone. We kind of want it to be, become more of a destination and we feel like the cocktail space is gonna allow us to bring in enough profit to start funding what we really wanna do, you know, make high-end gins and high-end whiskeys and afford those really rare grains that a lot of people don't use and to experiment with and that kind of thing. Um, so, unfortunately, we halted just not knowing when the pandemic was going to end. Are we going to be able to afford to make enough whiskey if we can't get people in here for tours? Um, so, we decided just to go ahead and put all of our energy into the cocktail space for now. So, it should be open in the next two to three months. So, I remember, <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I remember reaching out to you, I think it was last summer, asking about that because I knew you guys were talking about that was the next move, that was the next move. You got all that space there in that warehouse. So, I guess obviously with the pandemic, it put it off a little bit. So, now is your timeline, you're hoping summertime where people can start coming in?
3: Yeah, that's the ideal time that we'd like to try and get open is for the summer. Um, we obviously, we've done a lot of the work ourselves. So, we kind of set our timeline back a little bit. I mean, we did that opening the distillery too, doing a lot of the work ourselves. Um, but we saved a lot of money doing it that way too. Yeah. Um, luckily, uh, Andy's husband Nick is our contractor, so it's kind of all in the family where we're able to talk See, to him. What really—that's
0: true. How fast can we get it done? I, I saw some of Andy's posts, and he built some killer backyard patios. <laughs> yeah. I saw some oh, Instagram. Yeah. I I'll saw some, no. yeah, some Instagram stories. I was like, "Yo, my man's out there building TV stands and patios and furniture." I was <laughs> like, "He's got," to, I said. So she done locked him up and said, "All right, come on now, let's come on over here and fix this spot up. <laughs> you, it's on the house now. You put the ring on it, so we're ready to rock and roll." So, okay, yeah, that's he good.
4: Tries to he tries to joke about you know payment plan of you know the being oh. our contractor and I'm like I feel like this should be for free. Right? Absolutely, <laughs>
0: absolutely. The yeah, payment.
1: Voice the too, payment so
0: plan crazy. was walking down the aisle. That was the payment I know. plan. Hey,
1: one <laughs> I hand washes I the, the other.
0: Yep. <laughs> you know, this,
2: this.
4: Yeah. That's what I mean. He's not for it, but we're working on
2: it. But,
4: <laughs> you know, he, he's been a good help, a large help for us. Um, just being able to communicate, you know, and. Right now, construction, just material is crazy. We we ordered more siding for our building, and it was, like, an, a delayed, like, two months. Wow. Like, when Dad went to go check on it, he was like, yep, we're not going to be able to get it until the end of February. And we are like, okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty okay. sure this is maybe right around Christmas time um, when we were, like, you know, going to order it. And he's like, yeah, I mean, just everything's delayed. Work is so expensive. You know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of crazy, to be honest, I mean, you would think that the pandemic would slow things down, but clearly it didn't. It just ramped it up. But, um, I mean, we're lucky and we're grateful that we are still at this, the spot we are. Um, and we're really excited to get this cocktail space going. Um, I think it will be a lot of fun.
0: So, before we dive too much into the cocktail space, I want to ask you first, because I've never run a small business. What was the scariest moment during the pandemic that you guys experienced running it? Like, did
1: you taking, ever have, taking questions, man? You taking questions? Oh my, my bad,
0: Duval. I'm good. sorry. I'm sorry. My bad.
1: You
2: good? You good? I just. Messing. Look,
0: Duval. See, I already had, I already had my allergies acting up. So I already had two of these spice rums and sodas. So oh. I'm feeling good my in crushing <laughs> <man. laughs> out. What I is mean, it? Yeah. Good. What What would it be? Because, like I said, it, to me, running a small business during that time would be frightening. Well, and then yeah,
3: we we panicked. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. We I straight up like we panicked.
4: I feel like we're still panicking. kind <laughs> yeah, of, to be honest, a bit, Yeah. Because, I mean, we really just don't know. I mean, even like, I mean, as simple as planning things for Bailey's wedding, we're like, well, wait, we, will we have masks on, or will they not be masks? You know, you don't know. And yeah. at this rate, we're just like, you know, we've talked about waiting until coronavirus slows down a little bit so that we can full, like have full full amount of people at the bar and uh, the cocktail space. But it's like. You know, far are we, we going to wait for years or, you know, so it's kind of like, we just got to keep going and keep, you know, like my mom said the other day, she was like, we're just, you know, it's become natural to us now. You know, you wear a mask when you go out or you, you wash your hands when you go out or, you know, you stay your well, are Hopefully you so. wash your hands all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's just everything's now normal. It's the new normal to us. So I think that we'll, we'll adjust as, as well as we
2: can.
3: Yeah. yeah. And with everything opening back up a little bit too, like you're seeing these breweries and distilleries allowed to have so much capacity. I think we're lucky to have the building that we have because we do have enough space. We will be able to have a little bit more capacity than a lot of people with smaller spaces um i mean and obviously we're not gonna you know pack people in there like sardines because we want everybody to feel comfortable and safe if that needs to be considered um but for us right now we're trying to consider all avenues if if everything stays exactly as it is today or reverts back to the last phase we were in are we going to be able to handle that yeah are we prepared to you know serve drinks while wearing a mask and tell people they can't stand at the bar and you know make sure that we're not over capacity and and find a way to diplomatically handle that in the best way possible. And at the same time, we've people calling already asking us if they can have private events there when we're open. And we're kind of like, oh are we opening a bar or open
2: at the <laughs> events? Or can yeah. we do both? Both, like, how do yeah. That Did so you,
3: it's just, we're still panicking. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: for sure. <laughs> Duval, before I have a question, I'll let you fire one off so I don't jump the gun <laughs> okay. again.
1: Okay. I, I hope you don't take this one. And um, I, I know and then, Bailey, I know you all are talking about a lot of the, I guess, the the scares, the fears. Um, What's some of the, I guess, and, and we talk about a lot of the negatives about just not being able to have full capacity, kind of being not sure what the next step is. Could you kind of talk about, I guess, some of the positives that you took out of it that maybe others may not have seen, but maybe you both take took from it and said, you know what? Even though this happened, we're going to look positively because we're going to look towards this and that or the other.
3: Well, I think we're both kind of um, a little bit tightly wound sometimes when it comes to running the business. We like have a plan in our heads and that's how we expect everything to go. So positives for us, I think it made us both a lot more flexible. We both were able to find ways to okay, we can't let this ruin our whole day. We got to pivot. We got to figure out what we're going to do. How are we going to change pace? What are we going to do next? What's our next move? So when it was constantly, everything was constantly changing, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear two masks, like, you know, vaccine, no vaccine. Like It's all kind of all over the place. So for us, you know, have customers, you can't have customers. You can't have this many customers. You can't have customers in a distillery. Oh, just kidding. Distilleries are included. So for us, we kind of felt like we were constantly having to change pace and, and learn how to be flexible. And I think it's made us both, it, even Andy with her wedding, having to replan a wedding in two months, like whether it was the business or personal life or otherwise, it, it really has made, made me especially, learn that like, okay, I can't control everything all the time. Everything's not gonna be perfect all the time. You have to make sure that you're aware of that and able to find another pathway without it completely and totally ruining your day, month, year, <laughs> that kind of thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that we've learned to be extremely flexible. I'm, I'm such a planner. I mean, I, I will plan to <laughs> what we're eating for dinner, like, you know, way out in advance. I, yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm such a planner. So I think that this has really helped me kind of just you know, take a step and like take the moment in, you know, just take it day by day. And I think that that was, that's like the best way to do, especially just whether you're talking about small business or personal, especially during the pandemic, is. It's just take it day by day because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what, you know, it could be positive. It could be negative. But if you sit on it too long, it's going to just hurt you in the long run.
2: Did
0: did the thought ever cross your mind? This is the last sad thought I'll have before we go to positive. (laughs) That you may have to close the business.
3: Not for us. We were pretty much determined to... We were so still fresh into the world of distilling that we felt like we were just getting our feet wet. And for yeah. us, it was like, if we can make it through this, we can make it through anything, you know, anything else that comes our way. And as a family, you know, we're, if we're all on the same page and we all make these decisions together and we all push through, then there has to be light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, It might be hard for a couple of years. It might be stressful. But if we push through and find our resilience in it, we're only going to be able to be more successful in years to come.
0: Yeah, I was like I said, I was very uh, impressed with how you guys pivoted. And I know Jerry and his mom came and got some of the hand sanitizer. And I was glad to see you guys get through it. Because I know that was a tough time. And we've seen so many businesses have to close because of this, the pandemic and everything. So I'm glad you guys were able to make it through. And on top of planning a wedding and then, you know, Bailey, you getting engaged. Like, there's so much personal stuff that goes on that then to try to focus, it's just a roller coaster. So I'm glad to see you guys make it out on the other end. Now let's get to the happiness. So, you, I know we've talked about, you've, you've mentioned the side, you know, the bar slash tasting room slash all that. And that's been in the works, I feel like, since I've almost met you guys when you've talked about this. If this has been your next step. So, we're thinking, thinking Summer, what's going to be the vibes? What are, You know, you order drinks. Can you get beers? What's all that about?
3: Yeah, so we're going to be what we like to call North Carolina centric. So we plan to carry only North Carolina products, North Carolina beers, North Carolina wines, um, any other spirits that we carry other than cordials. We plan to carry North Carolina products only. Um, We're going to be, have some higher end cocktails, some, you know, our standard cocktails um, in kind of a lounge environment, um, you know, with comfortable furniture to sit in and enjoy a nice cocktail or, a beer and we kind of want to have everything for everyone. We're also going to have a mocktail menu. Um, even for people, you know, the designated drivers or the people who don't drink somebody who wants to have a cocktail. Cause I feel like a lot of bars don't cater to people who don't drink.
2: That's fair. Um,
3: and there's a lot of those. I mean, I have those in my friend group and, and they would love to have, you know, a co- something that tastes like a cocktail that doesn't have the alcohol in it. Um, or pregnant ladies. instance. <laughs> a lot true. of our friends.
2: <laughs>
3: so there's a lot of that, you know, that those people that we, we want to be able to include everyone in that, and we want people to be able to come in there and feel like they're a part of our family and a part of our, our team and, you know, be just as enthusiastic about it as we are. Andy, what do you think? You think that <laughs> it on the head? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah.
4: <laughs> I
2: everyone
4: was frozen too. It's like, what's oh, right going
2: here?
4: Um, yeah, like she said, it's gonna be. We we're gonna do more of a lounge. What we we originally talked about, it, it was gonna be more of kind of like a bar setup. You know, bar tables, maybe high top tables. But the more and more we thought about it, and it was honestly, you know, maybe a, a month or so ago, we were all kind of standing in the space and we started talking about, like, you know, cool couches and, like, eclectic chairs, and I feel like that's the vibe that we want to go towards, and I think...
3: It was the first time we all agreed.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it was really cool, and and I feel like, you know, Catawba County doesn't have a place like that, like, a really cool, relaxed um, environment, so that's, like, our goal is to bring something different to the area, but also, like, you know... It's gonna be cool to be able to sit on a couch and watch a still run. I mean, I think. I mean, I might be a little biased, but, um, and and we just want it to be relaxed, like Bailey said, and just kind of like where you feel like you're a part of our family is our goal of it all.
3: Yeah, like high end comfort with budget friendly prices.
0: (laughs) That's good. Hey, that's a good little start there. But y'all've got to. We don't want
3: that fourteen dollar cocktail kind of cocktail bar.
2: That's true. I mean, you know,
3: we can't go to a bar and afford $14 cocktails. The last thing we want to do is bring something to an area with mostly working class people that just like us that can't afford
2: $14 <laughs> cocktails. So
3: we would rather, you know, charge, you know, in the six to $9 range for cocktails is kind of our ideal, unless we have some kind of special that's, you know, costs us more money too, yeah. but we really don't, we really want it to be affordable. We don't want it to be like a place where you go and you, You know, a place in Charlotte, and you're like sixteen dollars for a mojito. How much mint are they putting in this
0: thing? (laughs) Kind of rums in it. Yeah. So, are you guys still obviously making the your three staple spirits—the rye, the maple, and the bourbon—and then you've been talking about gin. I feel like since the last time you were here in 2019 but then of course no one factored in the pandemic so i know that kind of threw things off is that still on the horizon you had beef jerky at one time and what's yeah where are we at
3: so our very first run of high proof spirit was right before the pandemic hit and was intended for okay um we were waiting on a couple of botanicals and some other testing products to come in And another round of uh, grain to come in. And then the next thing we know, the pandemic hits. We had just gotten a shipment of grain. We were like, okay, well, do we really want to spend money to invest in developing a gin recipe when we don't know when and if we're going to be able to take it to market? And then the hand sanitizer thing came in. We were like, well, at least we know we can use it. Yeah. And so we pretty much flipped everything. But actually, we were just planning this week to do a big cleaning run over the next two weeks. And then... Get, get back at getting some high proof stuff to start testing out our gin recipes, which Andy and I worked together a long time ago and started to formulate flavor profiles that we wanted. And, you know, different kinds of like which way can we make this and kind of like rough recipes to experiment with. Um, so hopefully over the next month or two, we can get to the point where we have somewhat of a recipe locked down and we're really making progress on that gin recipe as the bar opens.
0: So, what is Andy? What is that flavor profile you guys agreed upon?
4: So, I'm not a huge like, I was never a huge gin fan. Um, and Jen, Bailey's like definitely made me uh expand my horizons when it came to that. You know, I was just trying when I would have gin, it was like very juniper forward and I was that bomb based, that fire London dry just, flavor. Like, not, not
1: a fan. Gin, gin, no, drunk. drunk's
0: a different drunk, man. It's it a, is. It's, it is.
1: Yeah. I got bad
0: nights. At I got, I, got,
1: <laughs> vodka, I can't do it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> that, yeah. um, but
0: it's
4: the the route we're leaning towards is more of a citrusy forward okay. gin. Um, something that you can. My, our, our goal, and I know this is for sure Bailey's goal, is to something that you can drink without having to mix it. And okay. um, I know that that sounds really <laughs> bold and like... The wall's <laughs> face
0: is really bold.
2: The
4: only requirement is that it's high-proof spirit
3: with juniper. It doesn't tell you how much juniper you have to put in it. So that pine flavor, yeah, a lot of people use that, but really, it just has to have enough juniper in it to call it juniper. <laughs> like, okay. you, you can... Use flowers, I mean, roots, uh, grasses, uh, citrus peels, other dried fruits, um, rose petals, I mean, cucumbers. You can literally use anything you can find in any kind of garden in gin. so th- there's so many ways you could go with it that it just opens up this whole opportunity to really introduce, especially our generation, to a gin that's not your grandfather's gin. You know, <laughs> you're not going to it's not going to taste like Christmas trees in your mouth. That's kind of our goal is that we want something that people are like, wow, basically like cracked out flavored vodka, I guess, for lack <laughs> of a better description. So something that, you know, you, you sip it and you're like, wow, there's a lot of flavor in there. You want to sip it again. You know, whereas like, you know, whiskeys, I love whiskeys, but you get that caramel, molasses, vanilla, butterscotch, you get all those sweeter flavors. But with a gin, you can add in that. There's a sweetness of like a a flower petal or you get um, the tartness of a berry or you can pull in that, you know, that cool lemon flavor that's like bitter, but also tart and kind of sweet at the same time. And so there's a lot of different ways you can do it to get flavors that actually are approachable. It's just a matter of figuring
4: that out. (laughs)
0: So when do you think you'll have that in production?
4: I'm gonna jump in there, and we're not gonna put a date on it anymore. <laughs> I like,
2: we jinxed ourselves
4: <laughs> so many times, and it's so yeah. like it's so frustrating, you know. And then you hear, "Well, we've well, been talking about a gin. and I'm like, "Shut up! Just shut up!" I know, like people are trying. Um, And, you know, you can only blame so much on the pandemic, so much on, you know, we're we're not going to put a date on it because I feel like you can never put a date on something. We want it to be perfect, and who knows, it could be five years from now, or it could be a year from now. Um, Or it could be
3: two months from now, yeah.
4: Yeah, so it's just, you know, especially not, not you know, until we're manufacturing it and, like, trying it and testing it, I feel like we're not going to get it down, and... We're both are like we said earlier, kind of perfectionists, so I feel like we're gonna want it to be perfect, um before we when
3: well, this is the first product that will that will eventually go to market that Andy and I have formulated entirely on our own. Okay. Um so for us it's kind of like our origin like our like the whiskeys were our baby, but that was like a family project, whereas the gin is kind of me and Andy. So it's our like it's our sister baby, I guess. Okay. <laughs> for, you know lack of better description and it just for us it's kind of like the first thing that we're getting to see with our own full fully our own visions combined come to life and one thing we've realized through the pandemic every time we've had to pivot is that when we put our minds together and we put my ideas with her ideas then we find this awesome middle pathway where it's like the best outcome because we put our heads together and so that's what we're really excited about for the gen too.
0: So really, gin is like number two, but opening up that sidebar would be number one.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, but may, and then and then mix in once you're trying to get the the regular whiskeys back into production would be somewhere in between one, two, and three, or somewhere.
3: Yeah. Well, the regular whiskeys—that's kind of just like an automated process for us at this okay. point. We are all the recipes are locked down, so it's just a matter of you know throwing it into the mash tun. And doing a run and then figuring out when we can fit our gin based runs into that already predetermined schedule um, that we had previously. So, you know, roughly we're trying to probably plan at least uh, two whiskey runs and one gin run a week. But gin actually gets ran twice. We run the hyper spirit and then we take it to the gin still. Um, but we'll do all of our initial gin runs on our small little ten liter still in the lab. So
0: do <laughs> it's you a have, tiny
3: tabletop still.
0: Do you have names for the gin yet? Or is that still TBD? No, no T B D okay. I
3: feel like that's like naming a dog before you get the dog.
0: And okay. you're just not
3: sure if that name's gonna fit its personality, you know?
0: So so you're telling me when you go when you go to the, the pound or wherever you pick up a dog, you wait like five days to name it?
3: Well, like, I didn't name Graham our oldest dog until I had had him for almost a whole day.
0: Okay, one day. Because I went
3: into it thinking I have all these names picked out because he was my first dog on my own. And I was like, oh, I think these names are awesome. This is what I'm going to name him. And then I, like, would say those names to him, and none of them fit, and he just didn't respond. And so I was like, well, this sucked. got to change my mind about what name I'm going to call this dog. Um, And then when we got Boone... We had seen pictures of him, but all the names we looked at just didn't really, and none of them were like, yeah, you know, you weren't like yeah. excited about it. And then when we picked him up that day, we were just kind of talking. day went to App, and I was like, well, what about Boone? And he like kind of perked up and like looked at us, and we were like, oh, that's it. That's really?
2: it. So for us, okay.
3: it's like once the gin is in a bottle and, you know, we're sipping it in a glass, I feel like that's when we're going to be able to know wholeheartedly, okay. like, Whatever name we find for it is the name it's supposed to have.
2: Okay.
0: So whenever your next step, if you decide to have kids, it'll just are you gonna have a kid name picked out before, <laughs> or are you gonna wait till it's uh, till it's out of in your the body? It's
1: like oh,
0: till it's out of your body to be like looking in the eyes and wait five days to sign the uh, birth certificate.
3: I mean, I would easily be the one that's like have a name picked out and then like see the kid and I'd be like, nope.
0: Wow.
2: That's
4: wild. I'm like, I'm the total opposite. I had um, Axel, our dog's name, picked out like way before I even had him. I was like, I'm going to find a dog I'm going to name him Axel. Although, a lot of people would say it doesn't fit him. (laughs) I think think it does. So, uh, I mean, but, you know, then our second dog, we just got, Nick Nick named him um, because he was a gift to him. And so, You know, we had him for a little while, and I just kept calling like, hey, little guy, I didn't know what to call him, you know. I would prefer to have the name, but I (laughs) feel like with gin and stuff, especially with the palette, we would, I think the palette's going to help us name it, too. So, like, until we know, like, exactly what it tastes like, in in my opinion, it will help us name, you know, or call it something.
0: Yeah. Um, Are you going to get a different style bottle than from what your whiskey bottles are? Yeah. Okay. All
3: right. We kind of want the gin to be like a, you know, whiskeys have a little bit, I feel like, of nostalgia to them because they have an age and all that. And, you know, everybody used to think that, you know, men drink whiskey and that kind of thing. (laughs) It has like that, there's like that old timiness to it because women never drank and, you know, the temperance movement, except they all did. No one knew about it. (laughs) So for gin, gin's like fresher, you know, it's like there's something more contemporary about it that, it's hard to just like slap a name on a gin and call it a day. Yeah. And who knows? We might have some kind of something inspiring happen to us until we have that gin to market. That might change our perspective of how we'd want to name the gin.
1: That's true. Altogether. It, as long as it doesn't it doesn't sit next to Seagrams in the ABC store.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it probably won't because it's North Carolina products, and they like to put us off in a corner. Oh okay. like yeah, that is dirty dancing. that is interesting.
1: Nothing it, next to Seagrams.
0: Yeah. It, See, yeah, Seagram's has some wild memories as well. That that lime Seagram's for me, I would always mix it with the the green uh, Kool Aid, and we call oh, it the no, green no, the green Black drink. Island. Oh, the green those drink. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. I don't think I've touched Seagram's gin in probably ten years. Maybe, I know. don't
3: think I've ever touched Seagram's gin.
0: Oof. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't plan need to.
3: on it. Yeah, yeah. I had enough bad experiences with like Tanqueray and Beefy. Don't touch Tanqueray
1: <laughs> either. <No. laughs>
3: the, first, the first gin I ever fell in love with was um, Striped Pig in Charleston. They have a lavender infused gin. And that's the first gin I ever brought to Andy. And I was like, just try it. Like, it surprisingly doesn't taste like the stuff our Pat used to drink.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> and so that was, and she was still like, it still tastes like gin, but, like, it's not as bad. And so then that kind of sparked my enthusiasm with gin. also I was managing bars at the time, and gin, gin's kind of coming back when it's more of that botanical style, not quite that London dry style. And so I kept finding new gins to try, and I'd bring them home to Andy, you know. Hey, try this. What do you think? <laughs> that kind of thing.
2: How
0: many other uh, distilleries in North Carolina make gin?
3: A lot. A lot? Gin's faster to market than whiskey. We kind of went backwards from what most distilleries do. (laughs) Most distilleries bring out their clear spirits, you know, clear rum or vodka or gin um, first, or even a white whiskey. Um, But we, whiskey kind of sparked the idea for us, so whiskey was first. And then, you know, that's kind of how we went from there.
1: Okay. All right. We're back. So I'm thinking way down the road. So you've got, you've got your whiskey, you got your gin on the shelf. What would be next? Would it be a tequila? Would it be a vodka? <laughs> or, you know, just, just asking as somebody that doesn't necessarily follow gin, but just, you know, just...
4: I would love for it to be a tequila because I love tequila, but unfortunately, you cannot make tequila in the United States. Um, so, it, or we, we could make agave liqueur, but, it, we Lapeur, but.
2: Yeah. We
4: couldn't call it tequila. So, and and it's not to me; it's not the same. I think that. Um, Mexico and foreign countries have got tequila down. There's some really, really good tequilas. So I don't know if I would even want to step on those toes. Um, but there is a distillery in North Carolina that does an agave vodka. Um, and he's out of Asheville and it's really good. Close Tastes to, like as tequila close, light. As close to tequila as you can get, in my opinion, um, especially in the United States, even in North Carolina. Um, so I don't think that it would be a tequila in, in vodka. That's Dalton
3: Distillery, by the way. Patient
4: want yeah, to. Check. And I forget the name of the... It's agave vodka. Okay. Um, And then vodka, we've talked about it, like, over and over and over again. But there's so many vodkas out <laughs> in the market that, I, I mean, honestly... Life-wise, we how, can't compete. Yeah, and how can you compete with, like, Tito? I mean, everyone knows Tito's or Sky Vodka or, I mean, it's just, like, uh, we're at a point where it's, like, we would have to make some kind of crazy... <laughs> I
3: don't know, vodka. Well, we talked about doing it like just for consumption at our bar, like listed as a special code with the state where we don't have to put it in ABC stores necessarily, but if someone wanted to order it through the ABC system, they have that opportunity listed as a certain code with the ABC system. And that way we can still make cocktails with our own vodka at the cocktail bar. But at the same time that's just like adding a whole other, you know, product to our portfolio. That basically we would take away from any of our gin production, which is our next priority. So, vodka for me, at least, will come even maybe after considering like rums. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Rum. A spice rum is just one of my favorite hitters, man. Duvall. We have been on we've been on a spice rum kick for, during football season. Duvall brings a spice rum. I make the cider and we we cook that up and. You know, make it hot, make it cold. And like I said, during it, like when the seasonal allergies hit me, I always go to a spiced rum and it just feels like it opens me up a little bit and numbs a little bit of the. Yeah. Well,
3: sizes. you know, we actually have a, one of USA Today's top 10 rum distilleries in North Carolina. It's Which one Belmont. is that? Belmont? It's called Muddy River. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I have had the Muddy River. Um, our friend Brittany brought it over. They had the, it was like the vanilla one. I think. Yeah. They make it. It was, it was almost too sweet. That one was.
3: Tried, oh. If you like spiced rum, they have a good spice rum, but my favorite of theirs is the Queen Charlotte, which is a four-year-aged amber rum. Okay. So delicious. The, the one That's we had,
0: it had like a, a catfish on
3: it, I think. That's probably their one of their um, like standard label Bloody yeah. River rums. It could be the coconut.
0: Yeah, we've been on, what is it, Blackheart Duvall? Yes. Blackheart. Blackheart. It's like a middle shelf, but...
3: As long as it's not Captain Morgan, even oh, though it's no. probably still made by like Jack Dean. <laughs> yeah, no, even
1: no. though I like Captain Morgan, but you know, yeah, it's 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 black heart. And it's a lot larger. You get like the gallon size. Oh, and yeah. I mean it gets you where you need to get. Yes. Especially with that, you mix the cider with <laughs> Jacob has a little hot cider with it, or you can put it on ice, whichever yeah. one you want.
0: It's yeah. not the the, the the problem I have with rums is sometimes they can get too sweet or sometimes they can get too spiced. And what we found with Blackheart, because we kind of experimented for a little bit, and Duval would bring over different ones, was this Blackheart. It just it was the perfect amount of not too spicy, not too not too much sweetness added to it. It just like you said, it cut where it needed to cut. If you wanted to mix it, it could mix well. If you wanted to drink it straight, it, it was, was good straight. as well. It yeah. wouldn't kind of burn your the back of your throat kind of thing. So, Andy, what was
3: that one that Outer Banks made? Was it? Uh, pecans.
4: Yeah, it was so good when we tried it at, at uh, in Raleigh. Rum. yeah, yeah, it was pretty new. I think it was like their newest when at that time. That one, I didn't feel Longer. like it was too sweet
3: either. I felt like it was you, if you ever run across outer banks distilling and you okay. find their pecan rum, pick it up. It's delicious. It's okay. not spiced, but it does. It's not too sweet. It's got like the, more of that nuttier profile, but it, Andy and I were both like, Oh,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> well, just I don't know if you guys watched it or not, but during the seven race series that Duval was also on a couple weeks ago, Duval had to insist on always trying to cheat and taking advantage of a beerio cart. So he always wants to take a shot of liquor before drinking a beer to try to slow us down. So we obviously still have some of you guys' liquor here. So we did. I think did we settle on the maple? I think Duval before yes. before yeah. us. And Duvall was extra salty because we did our St. Paddy's Day episode and we chugged a Guinness on Rainbow Road. So he was really mad about drinking a Guinness. But I will say mixing you guys' as maple with that Guinness was
1: delicious.
0: It was absolutely delicious. Duvall didn't like it because I he – I just
1: wanted the maple. I, I didn't want the Guinness. Like I would have <laughs> just – you could have just poured me a cup of that and i would have been fine. Like I didn't need the Guinness.
3: <laughs> so I – if I were to – pair a beer with our maple whiskey i would probably pick like um sweet baby jesus that peanut butter chocolate porter yeah um i'd probably pick something like that to pair with it instead of like an irish stout or like um like uh the coffee porter from highland yeah I'd probably, I'd probably do something like that because i like my i like the maple whiskey in my coffee
0: yeah no, it, it like I at was, night you need
3: to pick me up. We're all getting old. Yeah. Sometimes if you're trying to hang out with your friends past ten thirty and not fall asleep on the couch in the middle of a scent <laughs> or in the recliner.
2: Yep. <laughs> I,
3: I, I, I <laughs> see the yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, you got to put some maple whiskey in your
0: coffee. No, I I actually was surprised by it of how well it blended after you know taking a little shot and then putting with the Guinness. So it definitely, uh, obviously, we're still sipping on your guys' stuff. We still love your stuff. It's very good. I hope you can start making it again. I know that you know the pandemic put up a lot of just shenanigans in, in the middle of everything. Yeah.
3: So. Well, we were lucky that we had enough product on hand too, and that it still kept moving through the ABC system. Yeah. So I feel like we we were really blessed with the fact that we were already placed in enough ABC boards and stores to keep demand for it going, and then. When you know everybody started talking about what stilleries were making hand sanitizer, we had a lot of people across the state, you know, find out about us that way, and then go ask for our product elsewhere, which was pretty incredible. And we're we're really lucky to have the customer base that we have because otherwise, I'm not sure that we would be in that position with the state warehouse that we're that we're still in.
0: All right, before we get to the notebook questions, I know Andy said she doesn't want to put a date on anything, but you said we said summertime. For this new extension, how about a month? Do we know a month in the summer, or where do we what is our target? If you threw it at a dartboard, what are we aiming for in the summer? I day?
4: would say, um, July if we're being honest, um, because, because just you never know what you're going to run into, yeah. and it's just easier to predict. I would rather tell you a short you know and then open in june and say july, you know make me feel better about it i think july is really where we're aiming if not it would be the very first of august okay. um, but like our goal is to get it up and right i mean we're 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 pushing hard um we do have events coming up and those kinds of things you know we have a family vacation that we've planned for a really long time i think it's we all four plus our significant others need it but um we just need that time away and just to step away. So we're looking forward to that, but that is in early June. So hopefully um, July we're able to, you know, get, get it open. And even if we have to shut down a few weekends here and there. Um, but we'll we have
3: get to get shut down early. in November. at well, least for yeah. one week. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> So but, ba- uh, at your, at Andy, at your wedding and Bailey at Bailey's, are you guys going to serve your spirits or are you keeping it exclusively? Like is the time away from the business just to cut loose?
3: Well, for us, I mean, Andy served our stuff at her wedding okay. and a few other options, but I mean, we kind of think we own a distillery and we're inviting people to our wedding. It'd be a little silly <laughs> to oh, come to yeah. a wedding of a distillery yeah. owner and not see their booze. That's there. true. That's true. So for us, I mean, we, we, DJ and I talked about it. Um, his whole family doesn't drink. Um, okay. And a good portion of some of our friends don't drink. So we were like, okay, well, we'll just limit it to just our spirits there. Yeah. Um, and then do beer and wine. Yeah. That way, you know, at least we still have our stuff there. But then we don't have to worry about having, you know, vodka oh, yeah. and gin and rum and, and everything yeah. else. Plus, See, we I, have everything by right
0: But I that <laughs> I kept my wedding at no liquor because my friends would have burned the whole barn that we got married in down
2: yeah. if we had
0: liquor. And we got too crazy as it was just on... Um, Miller Light and Coors Light and Wine that if if we threw blicker in that mix it would have we seven people would have been in jail and all that kind of stuff. So I applaud you. I mean you do have to at least have your liquor there. Just as at least the yeah. marketing Well, and we supply. learned from
3: Andy's wedding, we learned from Andy's wedding, she took a bunch of liquor at her wedding. When she kind of looked at me afterwards and she was like, Maybe just limit it <laughs> <laughs> the amount of bottles and yep. then when it's out, it's out. Yep. Like don't plan to have a surplus. That's true. Like, yeah, that's probably what we'll do is just limit it, you know, do some signature cocktails and limit it to a certain amount of
0: yeah.
3: of liquor. And if you don't like it a signature cocktail, then pick, pick beer and wine. <laughs> yeah, we did
0: that as the as the um, cocktail hour. We each made our favorite cocktail and actually served uh, a spiced rum with apple cider and And I did something else. I can't remember. But then once it was out, it was gone and then yeah. it was just beer and wine. So that is a good way to do it so then you don't have yeah. people – Ripping too many shots or whatever it may be, you know. So,
3: oh well. To Andy's wedding, we only took like three bottles of maple whiskey, thinking that people were gonna mix more. It was two. probably oh, it was two. Yeah, and it was yeah. gone in thirty minutes.
0: Wow. Oh, well. Well,
3: okay. Maybe three, not. Two, two. Two, <laughs> shots. Well,
0: because yeah. uh, the
3: cocktail yeah. was so fast, yeah. and I went over to ask for a maple whiskey, and they were like, "It's gone." And we were like,
0: "When people like, are oh, celebrating, I they they just go. let loose."
4: Yeah. yeah. It, not, not,
1: not don't let it be tip, open bar.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's hard to say. We're not going to have whiskey at our wedding, like they said, you know, considering that we are distillers, but <laughs> I don't know if I would take as many bottles as we did last year you know, for our wedding. So, um, yeah, I think that was also like, you know, everybody was closed down, you know, locked up for two months. And it was like, hey, there's that's a true. party now.
2: That's true. That's true. <laughs> so it
4: just went <laughs> fast. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
4: But, yeah, I think that if I could recommend to anyone else that's getting married in the future, you know, maybe just do, like, signature cocktails. Limit your
2: alcohol. Yeah. <laughs>
4: you know, your liquor. Yeah. Liquor. Yeah, but I mean, we it don't great think to be counterintuitive
3: to our own personal yeah. gain. We just would rather also encourage responsible consumption. Absolutely.
0: You don't want too many people sleeping on the on the tables or anything. So No,
3: yeah, because yeah, we signed a liability insurance
0: form. They, <laughs> they got to get to there. Yeah, all the shenanigans we had at the hotel, we didn't even have liquor besides Cedric Cocktail. So, yeah, hopefully it goes a lot smoother on that aspect for you guys. But it sounds like you got yeah. it buttoned up and you're ready to rock.
3: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, wow, wait, you actually already have it all planned. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I did.
0: According to
4: Andy, you've had it planned
2: for like 10 years. I was thinking it
4: wasn't ever going to happen. I'm just getting this done. Well, I mean, uh, one of our coworkers asked us, like, did, so, did, you know, did she have it already planned? And I was like, honestly, I think, like, when I got engaged, and not that she planned hers because I was engaged. I think it was just, you know what you want. You start thinking about, like, what do I want at my wedding? Like, when we were talking about it, just as sisters you're like, hey, do you like this? Like, when I would ask her questions. So she already kind of went into it knowing exactly what she wanted because she knew either from my wedding that she didn't want it or someone else's wedding that she didn't want it or that she did want it or – those kinds of things so i think it really helped out and i think that we also learned so much more our my wedding and like not having a wedding planner per se when yeah. i told her i said if you're going to invest in anything just invest in a wedding well, planner because that's
3: the reason everything's been planned so fast is we have a wedding planner and coordinator and she's pretty much handling all the quotes and she's handling the flowers all i have to do is send her pictures of stuff i like and give her access to my pinterest boards i mean so basically other than picking the venue And deciding on catering and the dress, I really haven't had to make a whole lot of decisions that a lot of brides have to make. I haven't had to reach out to 40 catering companies because she does that for me. So it's kind of nice. And that's probably, you know, the one thing that when we knew that the venue had a wedding planner that they worked with kind of sold us on it too. Um, And they have like, the venue had like places to stay and it was the second venue we toured. We had like six other tours set up and, was the second place we toured and we all just kind of sat down in there and we were like okay there's no point in going other places it's like yeah. this has everything we wanted and it's within budget and so we just said okay can we pay a deposit Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll say that flowers and food are two things that you go wow that's a lot more expensive than I thought they'd be
3: yeah well they <laughs> grow the place we're getting married at grows all the flowers on premises okay it's, like, included in your venue thing other than oh, having a forest put it together. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it kind of like, you know, works out that way. And yeah. They've yeah. got, like, a kitchen on site and a whole bar already built in, so we don't have to worry about bringing in, like, a bar for people to work at.
2: Nice.
3: Yeah, we got lucky. Andy found it, and they've only had two weddings there so far this year. And well, Andy found it, and she was like, they don't have that many pictures, and they don't have any reviews yet, but maybe you should go see it. It, was
0: like, that what? could it could be good, but they could be rookies. So hopefully everything goes smoothly for you and no. Well, we almost
3: lost our wedding date.
0: See, but. see, yeah, see that's yeah, yeah the rookies <laughs> out there working. So you got to make sure you stay on them rookies out there. All of a sudden yeah, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna show up. It's gonna be double booked, and you're gonna have two brides, two grooms going on with. Is so like, oh well, I guess we're doing a joint wedding. So here we go. Oh no, yeah,
3: we got really lucky. The other bride decided to move their date, so I. I told BJ, I said, you know, that our date is eight months after the day he proposed, like, to the day. And so it's kind of like a special day for us. And we really wanted that date. It's also daylight savings time. We get an extra hour of sleep (laughs) after the wedding. Um, And so we we really wanted that day. And the other bride luckily moved her date. So I said, I'm going to make sure I have a bottle of bourbon for the groom (laughs) and a whole, like, mimosa set up ready for her on her wedding day. Make nice. sure that the venue has that there so we can say
0: thank you. Yeah, just put that in the marketing budget. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> well They're
3: actually gonna let us bury a bottle of bourbon on the premises too for that whole I've, southern thing. So, so yeah I've heard
0: I've heard about that southern tradition where you bury a bottle of bourbon and then don't you dig it up a year later or the something? day of
3: you the, dig it up at your wedding. You bury it a month before and then you dig it up on the wedding night and share it with your guests. Okay. We have to bury it upside down Okay. in the ground, and it's supposed to ward off rain on your wedding day.
0: Alright. Even though Which
3: was my love and being superstitious, I'll bury it, and then it's going to rain all day on But but,
0: day. but rain's a good thing, though, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's I just a way to soothe
0: like, yeah. brides' tensions and say it's a good thing, so... Probably. you got to turn a like negative it. into a positive. Yeah.
4: That's yeah. A yeah. yeah a I did negative. a good job, but we, I looked it up because they were saying, rain's great on your wedding day, and then I looked it up, and it was like, it either can stand for, like, uh, if it rains Happy in know you're going to... Yeah, um, that it was, like, a positive, or how many tears the bride will shed throughout their marriage. And I'm like, okay, well, that's yeah. terrible, too. It's <laughs> dark. I don't know if rain's a good thing or not, but, you know, either way,
0: you're getting married. So. Yeah, that's true. You'll have fun regardless. It'll be a good time. Yeah. I mean, some yeah. small things are always going to go wrong. That's just a part of a wedding, like, you know... I don't know, someone's going to forget the rings at the house and then someone's going to have to drive back and pick them up or something like that. Oh, yeah, or the lines. groom
3: planning a, a quick, uh, what do you call it, a tight 15-minute set of comedy Yes, yeah. a the spouse.
0: there you yeah. go. So, yeah, it's, there's always something that's going to happen. Someone may fall asleep sitting there somewhere, but, you know, you just get on, get on with it. And like you say, you look back on it and you crack jokes and have a good yeah. time, so. All right, so we're looking well, so at so I
3: guess Duval's next then, right? <laughs>
1: Listen, I can tell you, whatever it happens for me, just know there will be a lot of warehouse distillery, (laughs) alcohol there that I'm going to have, and it's going to be open bar and it'll all be paid for. So, Jacob, just be prepared. You tell the wife that you got to pass some some for the kids because it's going to be all you can drink. Don't worry. A lot of liquor there.
0: Luke Luke and the other one are gonna be running around at Duval's spot anyway by the time he they're gonna be old, they're gonna be like <laughs> seven, <laughs> eight, hey, eight years old by the time Duval even tied a knot. So
2: Hey, hey,
1: hey, he could be the ring bearer.
0: There Luke you go, the see? Bear. Line it up, line Aww. it up. <laughs> there you go. There you
2: All
0: go. right, so before we get into the questions, Andy, if you had one piece of advice for Bailey as she's preparing for her wedding, what would you give her?
4: I feel like I've told her as much as I can tell her throughout the time. <laughs> well, she's my maid um, yeah. of honor, too, so
3: we've had a lot of discussions already. Absolutely. I think you had.
4: honestly, yeah, honestly, just, like, enjoy the day because you're not going to get that back. Yep. And you, you stress about just I'm, stupid shit. Yep. Like, what's the flowers going to look like? Yep. Or what do our tables look like? Or are the guests going to get their, you know, their gift or whatever? And it's just like. Those are the things that really don't matter. Yep. It's about, like, you know, you're marrying your best friend, and I feel like that's the most important thing. So just enjoy the day and take it all in as you can. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's, it is it's funny you say that because you stress so many about the small things that no one else is really going to notice. Maybe like three or four right. people. Like, oh, what's the place setting's going to be? And, right. In, in all like reality, it. as long as there's a fork and a knife there, people going to make it happen. Yeah, we've well,
4: we we never gone some
3: pizza
2: and then
4: don't need a fork in a knife.
3: There you go. Yeah.
4: And I've never gone to a wedding and been like, ooh, their table settings terrible. Exactly. Or like well, what, these the drink or
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> or any of that. Like so, you know, the things you think about your wedding's not the case. You know, yeah. you're there to celebrate and, you know, watch somebody, you know, make you know, become one. yeah And so I feel like that's that's the most important thing and just like you know don't worry about the small stupid shit yeah
0: you know
2: it doesn't
4: matter
0: alright one one spicy fun question before we get to the notebook I keep saying that Bailey's getting married in what now eight months seven months whatever it is I can't do math month, yeah. who's having kids first <laughs> Nobody?
4: (laughs) Probably Bailey.
3: Uh, It would not be on purpose. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oops,
3: (laughs) forgot that.
4: We talked about it. Nick turns 30 and... In, or in May, and so, you know, he's getting up there, but Bailey's also the same age, so, like, she's yeah. getting up there. I feel like we want to have kids at around the, the same time because we want cousins to grow up together, and so I feel like if one of us is first, the next one, like, the, the so other the one next will be, gonna be right after. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that it's going to be like, oh, she's we're going to wait five years. And, yeah. Well, um, and for us, we always talk about, we're like, it always, we feel like it, all of our friends
3: that try to plan exactly when they're going to have a baby, they stress themselves out about yeah. it, and so we're like, we don't want to be like okay, well we can't have a baby now because that's busy season at the bar and then we got to get this to market, you know, because then it's like, well then you're never going to have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to say, I'm not going to have a kid till I have enough money to have a kid. Yeah. Well, I don't have you'll enough. You'll never, money for my yeah, dog. you'll
0: never get there. Yeah, you'll, you'll never. Get, don't yeah. try to budget it because then you'll be like, well I'm never going to have a kid because there's no point yeah. budgeting it. And then you like you said, you don't want to make it a job. I know there's friends of mine who are like had their fun times of making a kid into a job and it's not fun times anymore. It's now just like yeah. a, a yeah. burden per se. But I'll say this, Andy, you know, your sweet thing's turning 30, but guys can shoot their shot till they turn like till they die. So it's more so it's more so the ladies that have the, the expiration okay. date per se. Okay.
2: Okay.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just just yeah. throw that out there.
4: I think it will all just, like, happen when it happens. Absolutely. I mean, we could plan all day well, long. Uh, she's been picking yeah. on me, too,
3: because we're getting it from, you know, we get it from BJ's family, like, oh, well, I guess we're just never going to have friends. <laughs> Dad made a comment at work the other day. It's like, well, by the time you and BJ get married and decide to have kids, this was before we were engaged, He said, by the time y'all get married and decide to have kids, you'll be too old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn Dad, really? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Alright. Maybe, maybe like my uterus is just dying over
0: here. <laughs> uh yeah, I know the medical field is not kind for women out there. I understand that.
3: Yeah, I was like, damn. I was like all the pressure over <laughs> here. I was like, I can barely afford my dog's vet bills at
2: the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. One of our
3: dogs is allergic to our cat. And oh, so that's, that's tough. Extra
1: oh, eventually.
0: that's yeah. tough. And does anybody want a cat? No, no. I'm plenty nope. packed over here. I'm stacked and racked. I'm good to go. Yeah,
1: you got like rabbits and everything. Yeah, i got
0: rabbits, two cats, a lizard, and now about to have two kids, so yeah. we're at mass capacity.
1: I best ride and open up the back door to go take the trash out. The cat run out, and I don't see the cat no <laughs> more, so i <I'm laughs> over here, too. No,
3: Listen. he would never leave. That's the problem. Yeah. I
0: understand, though, now – my parents, when I was younger, like, gave away their two cats to, like, a family friend when they had me and my brother two years apart because it is tough, like, having a kid and a yeah. toddler and then trying to take care of animals. And it's great sometimes, but then sometimes it's like, the cat just threw up over here outside. Now i got to wipe that up. Now the kid's pooping. Vom- now up. I'm doing – or vomiting. And <laughs> it's just like, oh, my gosh, I just – if I eliminated – obviously, I'm not eliminating the kid, but if I could remove the animals – who would be a little bit easier, but you know, if you make a commitment to the animals, you keep the animals and all that kind of exactly, stuff. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You're like, yeah. I didn't want to spend my whole lunch break cleaning up shit. Uh, like, you that's know, what I, I know absolutely. <laughs> that's what happened. Or you st-
3: neither one of us were cat people, and like I loathe the litter box with every oh, yeah. fiber of my being. Like, though that is the the cat's sweet now. But I
0: could get rid of him for the sole fact
3: of the litter box. So, we, and I'm not even the one that cleans
0: it. We just we just started this thing. I'll have to send it to you. I can't remember what it's called, but I saw a commercial where it's basically they send you a litter box and it's in cardboard, and if they send you the stuff, and it's like fifty bucks a month. But all you basically do is they send you every month what you need, and then you just take the cardboard litter box out and throw it away. So you never have to change anything or scoop anything, and we just signed up for it.
2: We're doing it. Yeah, we're and doing I, and <laughs> it. We both have a cat. And we yes, just hate the litter
0: box. I'll, I'll send you because I literally I saw a commercial I had Animal Planet on one day when I was at home working, and I saw it. Now, Jerryn always like, same thing. I hate cleaning, scooping the poop out, scooping the pee out, whatever it is. And I it sent feels it to her.
3: Toxic air. Yes,
0: when and I, like a yeah, <laughs> and I send it to her, and she was like, looked into it, and literally within ten minutes, she's like, all right, we're trying this. And then once they showed up, it's pretty cool. We threw the other ones out, and I think that's where – because, I mean, you almost spend the exact – the same amount of money on buying litter per month yeah. as this service does. It sends it to you right to your door. So I can't remember. I think it's like cat poo-poo or something. I'll have to send it to you what exactly the yeah, link is. Yeah, that'd be
4: great. Please yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. And I like I pick on Nick all the time, bringing up kids. I'm like, I'm just going to get pregnant, so I don't have to clean the litter box that's true. anymore.
2: Yep. That's, that's the only reason true. I
4: want to be pregnant. Absolutely. I hate
2: clean off. absolutely
4: yeah, I love our cat and he's like hey, she can be outdoors and i'm like no we're not going to do that to her Five <laughs> Don't years in, way I'm too close to
3: a main road
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: it's, too mu- it's too much right now yeah. um she's not outdoors but i yeah i mean given getting rid of i had two puppies for the weekend and i mean ranger he's only he's almost six months old so he's they're in and the other one's two weeks younger than him and i had them for the weekend cool. and i felt like I literally looked at myself I was like I cannot do kids. Yeah. I right <laughs> 5 puppy is enough for me. Yep. Like just one of them, but two of them. Oh, it—it was like turning around. I was cleaning up throw up. I was yep. cleaning up pee. I was cleaning up, you know, yeah, something yeah. from a toy. And yep. it was just like, oh my god,
3: this is never ending. I mean, I already have one needy child.
2: <laughs> right here you can see his ear yeah.
3: it's like on my leg i'm surprised you haven't heard them i had to text bj and be like can you come get the squeaky toys <laughs> because they were sitting over there in the corner just like squeaking away it's like what if you have kids they're just like running all over the place then they're pulling on the dog and then they're playing with the yep. dogs toys and it's like yeah. And our cat likes to get in these weird, like, parkour moods where he yep. sees our littlest dog in the hallway. And I'm like, what would he do if there's a child? Is he just going to, like, run across the wall and scare a toddler? <laughs> oh, God.
0: Yeah. That's it. It's the craziness. But, you know, enjoy it while you got. So let's get yeah. to it. You guys had already picked it. But it is our Warehouse Distillery Wine Under the Bridge, Escape 1 on our Notebook. Andy, your name starts with an A. You said you already had your question. What you got?
4: Okay. Can you answer your own question
0: what oh is this That's one is this one you put in the notebook
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah by all <laughs> means yeah. <laughs> go for it
4: okay it's what noise bothers you the most okay oh, me. i mean i I could give you a list of noises give but, us give uh, us your
0: give us your top three noises that bother you the most
4: okay, so any of the animals or my husband snoring um, <laughs> Anything to do with chewing, and I honestly was not like that before, but Nick is so adamant about, like, the sound of chewing. He always has a TV on, or music, or something. I mean, it didn't bother me. Like, chewing didn't bother me. But I also hate, like, styrofoam, you take a plastic spoon and a styrofoam Ah. cup and, like, scraping it. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. 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 I could could give you a list of things, but those were probably my top.
0: (laughs) Snoring is definitely up there for me as well, because Jerrianna can
4: snore. Do
2: you snore? snore.
0: No, Jerrianna can snore. She can snore pretty pretty loudly if she's laying. Like, it's always like the nudge. Like, all right, you got to stop laying on your back. Go switch to your side now. Yeah. And so I think it's
4: great about it switching, like turning over when I do wake him up. I'm like, babe, you're snoring. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, just stop apologizing, just roll over. I mean, there's no reason to get worked up about it. But if it's not him, it's the dogs. And they're, you know, everybody's dogs snoring
3: pretty bad, too. (laughs) Yeah,
4: Axel's really bad. And it's like, I have a video of it was Axel and Nick snoring, and I was like, Axel would snore, and then Nick would snore, and then Axel would snore, and then Nick would snore. It was like that. It was like <laughs> a long train of snoring. And uh, but I mean, I love to pick on him about it. But it's, it's not that the sound bothers me. It's just you can't do anything. You can't go to yes.
0: sleep. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you fall asleep first.
4: you fall asleep, yeah, you yeah. gotta fall asleep and, first. And you know how it is. Girls do not fall asleep before
2: boys That's fall true. asleep. So. That's true.
4: We talked about that the other
3: day. We were like, we we think that, like, I asked BJ, I said, how do men and dogs fall asleep, like, as fast as they do? And he was like, well, because when our heads hit the pillow, nothing's going on up there. When your head hits the pillow, you're thinking about all the things you didn't get done that day. Or what I I said earlier that might have bothered you a little bit. or. Something that you ate two days ago that you're regretting. (laughs) And I was like, or just all of those things. That's all the things that are running through my mind. I should wash the sheets tomorrow. Am I get up early enough to do that? I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) And the one that's gotten to me the most recently would probably be, now that people are like being healthier, would just be someone at work that's always coughing. Over and over, and it's like, why are you still at work? Just go home. And with the where I, where I work, they gave us plenty of sick days. Now, luckily, we've worked from home a lot more now. But someone constantly like just coughing and not feeling good at work was one definitely for a while. So those those would be my two right there.
4: Yeah, it's funny to see like what you what we used to do. I mean, even just even just a year ago, compared to like what we do now, it's like you wouldn't. I don't know. You wouldn't go some certain places without washing your hand. I mean, or you would, but I mean, I know that sounds gross, but like now you're like, oh god, put, put hand sanitizer on, or I gotta clean my hands. Yeah. There's a lot of nasty things that we used to do. Oh, the,
2: the, whole,
0: the whole the whole area, the world used to be just nasty, and now I'm just so the positive that's come out of this. One of them is just like now places have hand sanitizer and they're cleaning more things, and they're like it's not. You know, I don't yeah. mind the mask as much because. It kind of has helped people stay a little bit. Like if someone's sick, like it so keeps dear. it into them, you know. Now, yes, on a hot day, it kind of sucks walking around. I wouldn't want to go walk around Disney World with a mask or anything, but you know, going to work. I see plenty be- of people
2: that have gone to Disney
3: World multiple times during all this, and I'm like. The last thing I want to do on a roller coaster when I'm short of breath is have a mask on, suck it into my mouth.
0: <laughs> but when I'm at work and I know there's people that are nasty and grungy, or I'm at the grocery store and so many yeah. people are touching things, it has been nice that they, you know, it keeps that cough or whatever in. But
3: for yeah. me, it's that like it hides my resting bitch face. So there you
0: go. Yeah, kind of true. nice. I,
3: I'm not mean mugging people accidentally at the grocery store anymore. All right. So it, you know, covers
0: it up. What's your sound? What's your noises?
3: For me, I, I would say snoring is. A top one. I am such a light sleeper and I have horrible insomnia sometimes and BJ does not have a rhythmic snore. It's like it changes pace and sound and volume throughout the entire night and so I could tell him to move over and then he snores and then I'm just more angry than I was before. Also, my second one would be that he... He has this terrifying, maniacal laugh, and I'm not sure if it's that it annoys me so much as that it scares me. It's like, it sounds like something out of a horror film, and he does it in his sleep. Um, But my third one, don't kill me for this, because I know you guys love sports, but it's basketball. The squeaky shoes, it makes me, it makes my teeth, like, grind. It, like, hurts me back here. I can watch it all day with music on, but I cannot hear the, (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh my
3: god it makes my ears feel like they're gonna bleed I'm, and I'm, I'm that's horrible bj loves basketball. Love on as much as hockey is in our house that's funny. <laughs> So I, I can't take it so he plays music so that i'll sit there and watch basketball <laughs> but that's i can't funny. hear the
1: shoes
0: <laughs> all right Duval, oh. what you got
1: the thing is, is like, because it's just me, like, I don't really have a sound. See,
0: Duvall's still living that single life, see? He's and just... So I, I
1: don't I don't necessarily yeah. have a you sound. You
3: haven't heard like, the way somebody
0: chews yet yes. every night? He hasn't... See, that... Uh, I, the, I chew, the chewing thing does can get, like... It's weird how, it's always like...
3: always the people you love the most. Yes, you too. don't...
0: But you don't notice it in the first little bit, though, right? Like, right. when you first start <laughs> I dating... After, they, after that first
3: fight. Yes. After yeah. that first fight, <laughs> you're like...
0: You're like, wait a second, why are you chewing them Cheetos so loud? And you're like, wait a second, it's Cheetos <laughs> so it's going to be loud, but I just don't understand why you are chewing them so loud.
4: Yeah. Yep. Like, it's like, you feel like they're purposely yes, doing it, but ex- not they're not. <laughs> you're like, yeah.
1: So you're <laughs> like, hey, yeah.
0: crank that TV up, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: well, what I'll say is, is one thing that I, I guess, and and I'm sure you all can relate to this, is just because I actually just changed it. So it was like the smoke detectors in my house. So like you know, like, you'll just be chilling, and then you'll hear it go off, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't really hear that, and the next thing you know, it's going off and off, and I'm just like, damn, I gotta change the battery, because I can't go to sleep, and and the reason why was because it happened in the middle of the night, and I got up <laughs> thinking, like, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, is it smoking in my house? But come to find out, it's just my battery was low, so...
3: It, was that's weird. like ear piercing. Yeah, my Our dog barks like that. He's a husky mix, and his bark It'll echo through our whole house, and it sounds like that, that like, really high, and you're like, what just happened to my eardrum?
4: <laughs> and I'm convinced that smoke detectors go off in the middle of the night. Like, I've never heard them go off in the middle of the That's day, true. but... <laughs> That's true. We, I, we, one time, we couldn't figure out how to, like, it wouldn't stop. We took the battery out, and it was still beeping, and we put it outside on our deck, and we could still hear it. It was wow. so loud. I mean, it was just yeah. like, you know, it's like that sharp pain sound yep. that, like, you know it's coming, and it's just, yes. you anticipate it. It's, it's worse. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, Bailey, what question you got?
3: Um. So I changed my question because I realized that Andy wouldn't know any of the room names at Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so i it was how long do you think you could fast no solid food just liquids
0: oh let's let duval start this first because okay. he currently is in a fast that ends in three days oh <laughs> um, days! i was gonna say eight hours no no, no. he started it at the beginning of the year
1: yeah
3: <laughs> and
0: so, like, he it up, ends it up ends on meat it meat ends meat on good friday
1: meat. yeah so i've been completely pescatarian on top of actually giving up bread as well Oh, but you didn't like you've had solid foods. Yeah. So, oh, so okay. You say oh, okay. Solid foods. So all I can think about is like smoothies, protein shakes, Gatorade, water. Yeah. Um and this is just being honest. I could probably go three to four days. That's all I got. Because the first day, I think my body would be like, Oh, I'm mentally okay. I'm I ain't thinking about it. The second day I'll be fine. The third and fourth day will be the toughest one. Because at that point, you want something. It don't even got to be anything. It could be, because you're going to get tired of eating applesauce. You're going to tired <laughs> you know, drinking smoothies. Yeah. Like, like, like you can't. Like, you, you're you going to want something. Like, And I'm assuming, but like, I'm going to everything. Like, I can only think of, like, water food. Like, anything that's going down like that. I can't eat a banana. I can't eat grapes. I'm just thinking applesauce, Gatorade. Protein shakes, smoothies, milk, yeah, water. I said only liquids. Yeah. Yeah, so let, that, that's it. Nah, you give three to four days. That's it. By me, day five, I need something.
0: Let me also tell you, Duvall, as we said, this fast kind of challenge he's doing. I've been saying it because it's made me laugh a lot. Duvall on Super Bowl Sunday when we had pizza and wings <sighs> – and burgers and whatever. I, I Duvall is very good at, like, kind of hiding his anger. He doesn't really get upset. I've known him for a long time. <laughs> but, like, there were certain times during the Super Bowl where you could just tell he wanted a piece of pizza. He wanted some wings. <laughs> he wanted something. And it was like, I, and like I saw it, but I didn't really say anything. And I remember talking to Jerriana, like, the next day. And she was like, yeah, Duvall was really, like... You could tell he was hurting and like he went and picked the pizza up, he did it all season, he brought up you could just tell. So That really, was the hardest part. You don't know. Yeah. That
3: was the hardest part. I <laughs> bet. I would have eaten a piece on the way there.
0: <laughs> he usually did.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't have imagine. Done that. I think yeah. I think I could maybe go a full day and I I could do this. This'll be fine. I can just drink protein shakes. It'll be fine. And then by like night one, I would just be like weeping and everyone in my life would be like, you're going to make us all miserable.
0: Please eat. <laughs> my, I got you on the one day, depending on how busy I am, would depend on how long I could make it. If I was working from home and it wasn't a busy day, it, it would last maybe one day because I'm always like at home when you're around the kitchen, you're walking, you're just like, yeah. let me grab a snack. But do me- you eat breakfast? I usually do eat – I have to eat something to breakfast. I always got to have something. see, I
3: wake up and I'm like, I got to have food. Yes,
0: I agree. I'm exactly like that too. Like I got to have some food. So – but on days where like I'm busy at work in the office, I could go seven or eight hours if I'm constantly moving without thinking like, okay, let me drink – I'll drink something just because I know I don't want to dehydrate myself. But I can go, oh, shit, I haven't eaten. But if it's a slow day – and I'm thinking about it, and I'm sitting down a lot, and I'm thinking about food, because I do love food, it would be tougher. So I'm about where about Bailey is, like, one day, but then but then on top of that, like, mixing the factor of just being hangry and angry and, like, cussing somebody out or yeah. being mad and just snapping at Jerry and or my kids, I don't – I feel like then I would just be like, all right, I need to eat something. So this is miserable. That's my
3: problem. I get so hangry. Yeah. And I, like – Sometimes I'll feel it coming, but I feel then I'm like convinced myself I've just had a bad day or somebody's just made me mad. And I'm just like, it's everybody else and it's not me. And the other morning I picked a fight with BJ. I was like, You took my raincoat. We have the raincoat <laughs> look exactly the same. I was like, You took my raincoat. Where's my raincoat? And he was like, No, I have my raincoat. Like, I keep it in my car. What are you talking about, crazy lady? And I was like, Well, you took it because it mine was here and now it's not. And then I was like on my way to pick up food because I didn't have any breakfast food and I and I realized on the way there, I was like, Oh my god, I'm just tired and hungry. Yep. It's like I'm not even really mad about the raincoat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so I had to like text him and be like, I'm sorry, I'm a psycho person. And <laughs> I am really just tired and hungry. And then I got to work and found my raincoat. So then I had to apologize again. again
2: I, yep.
3: Now I've been fed and I'm also a lunatic again. Yep. Because my raincoat was at work. The
0: whole time. It happens. It happens.
3: I have to stay fed. It has to be solid food.
0: I agree. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, that would be like the toughest thing of why I couldn't do one of those like survivor challenges or something because no. I would just get hungry and then I would say stuff that's just very regrettable. So,
3: yeah, I'd be likely to murder someone. Yeah.
0: All right, Andy, yeah. what you got?
4: I mean, there's like a lot. I mean, I'm thinking way too far into this, but I feel like it would depend on, like you said, if you were active or, like, you didn't think about, like, because I'm really bad about, like, the moment I get home, I open the snack drawer, and I snack, or, like, I get a snack, or, you know, like, oh, I look forward to getting home so I can eat this or whatever. I think that that would have a big to-do, so, like, if I stayed busy, but I couldn't be too busy to where I would, like, feel like I needed fuel to, like, fuel my body, and, um... And then on top of it, if other people around me were doing it, I think yeah. that I could do it a little bit longer than... Like, like competition. Yeah, Or and like, you know, you're not looking over and like, oh, well, they're eating a steak, or yeah. they're eating you know, Yeah, a burger, you know, something that looks delicious, and you're over here sucking down a smoothie. Yeah that's, but, yeah, that's true. You know, that's, that's true. the second smoothie of the day, or yeah. whatever. So I would give myself maybe like... Maybe a day, a day and a half, <laughs> and then after that, I'll be like, "Nope,
3: this isn't happening." <laughs> There's yeah. like people who do the, do those kinds of fast for like weeks
0: at a time—that's insane. And but they usually look miserable, though. That's like, true. By like, like day two, they're miserable. Like let's let's be honest. Like you know, social media has a lot of people putting on a lot of fronts and stuff. But anytime you meet somebody in person who's just been drinking and eating liquids, if you catch them to the side, they're like, "I actually, like I want to."
3: They look, or they look like they have mana.
0: Yeah, like, I'm done with this. It. So, it's just, it, just, it just can't be feasible. It just couldn't be a life, you know. We're only on this earth for had, so like, short time. I have 16
3: protein shakes a day just to make myself feel full enough.
0: Yeah, but then you're never going to get –
3: lose my mind. You're
0: never going to get that full of, like, eating a cookout tray or eating a, some slices yeah. of pizza. Like, yeah. there's so a different full. going fool. and
3: eating chips at a Mexican restaurant yes. before you get your food.
0: Yes. Like, there's, five
3: basket
0: of chips. There's a different full. Like, when you just drink something full, like, okay, I'm going to have a smoothie for breakfast. That's a different full than if you actually have, like, bacon or, a, you know, a bacon yeah. eggs. Like, yeah. there's a different full there. Like, you know, that lasts – like, so it is – it would just be tough
2: waffles so, waffles yeah.
0: all that kind of stuff so
1: all right
3: so how's it going without bread though duval how are you handling
1: that um it has not been bad um is that I like any really kind use... of
3: bread like
1: pasta too well no it's just just bread, just just like white bread or like
3: oh, pizza, okay. like, like like
1: real bread. yeah like bread but bread. i haven't really had a lot of pasta like that either um the way i've been able to kind of counter it which i guess is closely, i had rice yeah. Well so that's been good. Now what I did do, I've had like pizza, but it was with cauliflower crust. Oh yeah. So it gave me the bread. Mentally it was like, oh, this is bread. But it wasn't bread. You know. That's so, pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was it was good. Um now don't get me wrong. <laughs> Friday and Saturday I'm going to get some pizza <laughs> with the real bread, but you know, it, it it was good, and I can tell you that it, it it gives me a different feel. Like, I don't feel as yeah. heavy.
3: Well, you said you're pescatarian, too, right now?
1: Yeah, so I've just been just just pure seafood.
3: Yeah, I was pescatarian for eight years. It's really not that bad. No, it,
1: it's, it's not. The
3: but I still thing, had bread. The, <laughs> yeah, now, the only thing, that, like and I'll be
1: honest, <laughs> the, time, the only thing I miss the most is chicken. Like, yeah. I don't miss red yeah. meat. Or beef, I just mm-hmm. miss chicken. Yeah. Like, yeah, a A yeah. chicken biscuit, like, Saturday morning, I'm probably going to go and get, like, an egg white grill from Chick-fil-A just because I, I, that's what I, I want. I'll tell you but, what I didn't
3: realize I missed the most. It was bacon. I didn't eat bacon oh, for eight yes. years. Wow. And yeah. the first time I had bacon, I was like, I hate myself for the last yeah. eight years.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. I was like, I thought I wasn't missing anything. I was missing everything.
1: <laughs> and see, like, steak and, like, barbecue, like, I don't necessarily miss that. But yeah. I do miss chicken, uh, turkey burgers, and stuff like that. But, oh, chicken.
3: Oh. Yeah. Give me some wings. Yeah. Oh, some, man. Some breaded, delicious, like, honey chipotle wings. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, see? See, you messing me up. <laughs> yeah, he's to got, got, got two days left. Your, Friday,
3: your Friday or Saturday meal, you got to go get pizza and wings.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and the sad part is, is and, and I know me and Jacob talked about it the other night, was like, there's a spot that I always love, East Coast Wings. And uh, we used to always get like certain I get so many, but they've not necessarily been as far as the grade is concerned. They they need a little bit more
0: Yeah, the one
1: better work. The one near us you is, so is like, like eighty. Like, I, I yeah. gotta find another spot. And it's like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah,
4: the one here isn't the greatest, but I don't know what it is, but the one in Greensboro when yes. we were at UNC, we were just was talking so
0: about that. Good. We just I don't we know what we <laughs> just had this conversation on Saturday. Jerry and it was over here. Duvall was over here. A couple of our friends. And We talked about how the one near us here in Charlotte North Lake has gone downhill, but the one in Greensboro is the best one that yeah, we've ever come I, across.
4: The only thing I can think of is like maybe because we ate cat cafe, cafeteria food for so <laughs> so long or something. Yeah, but
0: that could be it.
4: Yeah, the one here is just like eh. yep. like we try to go and like think, oh, this is gonna be really good, and it's just like you know, just I mean, I would rather go to you know, uh, you know, just like a place here, like yeah, old tavern yeah.
1: box something. of hell, hickory tavern, yeah. something. Yeah,
4: yeah, something and just get wings. But yeah, the one in Greensboro, I don't know, it still has my yep. heart. It sure. does.
1: <laughs> I, hey,
0: you're not the <laughs> only one. And we, I
1: can tell you, I don't know if Jacob, if you know, there's a there's an East Coast wings out. But I'm not driving that far, like, out on the south part, the south area near um the premium outlets. But it's like, I'm not yeah. going all the way out there to get some wings. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do it.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Any Andy, Bailey, final thoughts? This has been, you know, an hour and a half podcast. We haven't had one this long in so long, but I feel like we caught up on everything. And this, when you get good conversation, oh, yeah. you just let it flow. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, Thanks I mean, thank you us. for
4: having us. Jake.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: of course that's what we always do um we appreciate it and we we're excited to get this going and um yeah and your next
3: your- bottles we've got to get you some bottles we were talking about that the other week before you texted us and asked this on the podcast actually we were saying like we gotta get them some new bottles well i know <laughs> it's too long because we haven't seen them in i so know long. it's you
0: know the, the covid messed everything up and i know bailey we were texting before covid we were going to meet up and go to that new brewery in Newton. Yeah. The farm. I can't remember what's the farm one. The Taba Farms. The Farms. So, yeah, I, you know, whenever we head up that way, Jeriana is kind of like a. I don't want to go up there and drink alcohol, non alcoholic beer because it's a waste because she's pregnant. She's like, I feel like she's just wasting calories. It's so, and I, I'm not <laughs> going to have fun with it. So, at some point, we'll get up there and, and at least because I'd love to have yeah. you guys in on a brewery review. And I know you guys have D9 is opening up a spot.
3: Well, it's, yeah, it's, like, going to be community brewing ventures. Yep. So, they'll have, yep. like, a few other breweries involved in it, too. So, it
0: definitely, when we head up that way, hit you guys up so you can, yeah. you can do a little a little cross-promotion-type thing as well and, and get some bottles from you guys. And, of course, we'll be there as long as nothing else is going on, at least opening day, June, July, yeah. we'll August. You know, we'll let, we'll let you make the call there, Annie, what date it's going to be. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we'll go up there, and we still, I do still have some of the, uh, the hand sanitizers in my bathroom down here at the basement, so it's it's always, really? oh yeah, we yeah. still I use tell it. tell
1: you one thing, it opens you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it
3: opens you up. Yeah, I'm
1: not going to lie, I've like used it to like clean things.
3: Oh like yeah. It cleans better than like, <laughs> like I had some Lysol wipes dry out, and I had a bottle of hand sanitizer, because I left the Lysol wipes open, and I poured that in there, and that cleans better than any Lysol wipe ever did. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it'll, it'll, it's funny when people are down here kicking it a little bit and they, I've got soap and that hand sanitizer there and they'll come out and be like, well, because I, basically what I did is I took a bed bath or a Bath and Body Works container and I poured your stuff in it, but I took the sticker off of your bottle and put it on the Bath and Body Works one so they can just squirt it. So they don't necessarily, they think yeah. it may be soap, but then when they squirt a little bit too more because they think it's soap, they're like, woo, okay, and they've got it all, it covers every little bit of it right there on the hands. So. That's, like,
3: that's like some 1950s aftershave. That's like <laughs> <black pepper.
1: laughs> you got me with it the first time. I was like, what the hell is this? This is not soap. I was like, oh, I know what this is. Okay. I was like, well, I feel like I just break them. <laughs> but, but you know what
3: I'm I, Well, I told you, BJ's family doesn't drink, but they came and they got hand sanitizer. Asked me to bring them some, so because they couldn't find any, so I brought them some. And the next thing you know, we had a, you know family church after virtual church get together, and it was you know it was there's ten of us there, his grandparents and parents, and they're passing around the bottle of hand sanitizer. Like,
2: smelling it. Like, none of them drink. And I was
3: like, yeah, oh was my God, I'm going
1: to That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it could get him. I there. didn't think it did y'all drink, but y'all smelling it's real,
3: real hard. <laughs> and so, they were. And uh, then like somebody would get it back. Let me smell it again. You yeah. know like,
0: yeah. what The temptation was coming real close at the church. Yeah, they was ready to walk minute, on the
2: wild I, side.
1: I don't liquor when I smell it. <laughs> <and> <laughs> it smells a lot like it. So, yeah. It was so funny. I was like, and I told BJ, I said, they were
2: all
3: just sniffing it like they... And none of them made any like faces, you know? Like no <laughs> one made a face like like you know, the first time somebody takes a tequila shot the
2: Yep. <laughs> you know,
3: there's them, they, they all go, Woo, that
0: kind of thing. Pass it around. Uh, <laughs> I mean it is potent,
3: that's for sure. It is.
0: It is. All right. Andy, any final thoughts before we head out?
4: I don't think so. Um, no, not that I can think of. We're looking forward to it and hopefully y'all can make it to the um the opening. And I promise, (laughs) I promise I'll let you know when it is. But I can, I just, I feel like we're, especially with coronavirus, it's just easier just to say, like, this is when we're going to do it, you know, or like, this is our goal and make it sooner. I'd rather make it sooner than push it beyond. So, plus, there's like, it's like
3: 85% of people are supposed to be vaccinated by the first of November in North Carolina.
0: Yeah.
3: Get my first thought on Monday. So, there
0: you go. Nice. Hopefully, I
3: don't turn into like a dragon or something. Well,
0: if you do, like who knows
3: what conspiracy theories yeah, out is
0: <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Any final thoughts for you, Bailey?
3: No, I'm just uh, thankful for you guys. We really appreciate all the support and having us on podcast and, you know, being friends in the alcohol world and playing yep. a brewery tour for when coronavirus leaves and gets
0: fucked out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it was y'all's third appearance on the podcast. It won't be your last. I appreciate you stopping through. I know it made it a little bit easier because you guys come from a little bit farther away to do it via Zoom. So I will say one of the positives from the pandemic of this has been being able to, hey, let's just pop up on a Zoom and we can get a bunch of people from all over the place. So I appreciate you stopping through. We will uh, send it out here. And, yeah, we'll link up at some point, get some bottles, get some brewery reviews, all that good stuff, and stay after a little bit so we can get a screenshot from the recording for our, all our Instagrams but Duval how do we end the podcast
2: Peace. who cares baby i think i want to marry you